Welcome to the Tax Sell Podcast, where tax sell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimon. I'm a tax sell veteran. I am the tax sell expert, author of the Tax Sell Playbook, founder of the Tax Sell Academy, and I am your host right here on the Tax Sell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. As a reminder, these episodes are completely free and they're brought to you through and because of the Tax Sell Academy. So if you are looking to learn more about investing and making money off tax default real estate, including tax liens and tax deeds, make sure you check out TaxSellAcademy.com. All right, let's talk about finding the best tax sell market. Casey, you've been investing in tax deeds and tax liens for a couple of decades now, and you've done so in hundreds of markets. Can you tell me exactly where I should go to get the very best deals? This, or some variation of it, is an extremely common question that I get. The problem, though, is that there is no single best tax sell market that works all the time for every single person. Of course, many people don't want to hear that answer. They're looking for a silver bullet that will cure all of their problems. If a single best market existed, Here's what I would do. I would send every single one of my tax sell academy members to that market so they can make tens of millions of dollars on their own and that would be it. That's it. But a single best tax sell market does not exist. There are a variety of reasons that one does not exist, but let's go over a few of them so you have them in the back of your head before we just start discussing how you can find the best market for you. First off, the properties that are sold at a delinquent tax sale are properties where the owner has failed to pay their taxes on time. The issue here is that not you, me, the county, or anybody else in the world knows which owners are going to fail to pay the property taxes on time and which properties will be sold. I don't know what the selection is going to be in every market all the time. We also don't know what the competition levels will be this year next year in 10 years or 100 years i've been to auctions one year where literally less than five people showed up the next year there were well over 100 people at that very same auction i also don't know your risk tolerance your budget or the value of your time early in my career i would buy anything that i could make a few bucks on i had a very very small budget and my time was not all that valuable now I'm more risk adverse. I have a substantially larger budget and my time is extremely valuable to me. What I did 20 years ago is far from what I do now. Same name, but the 20 year ago KC tax sell investor and the today KC tax sell investor are two completely different tax sell investors. Ultimately, each one of us has desires with tax sell investing that probably does not match another single person on the planet. And even if you say something like, I want to buy cheap tax deed lots and flip them for quick cash, there's still so many variables that most people are going to overlook. How are you going to sell them? Do you have any marketing experience in the way you're going to sell those properties? What's your available time? What's your opportunity cost of that time? Did you learn to research in depth? Can you travel? Do you have assets that might need to be protected so you shouldn't buy the real risky stuff? The list goes on and on and on. Of course, there are countless other reasons that there isn't a single, in quote, best area. 
But let's dive into a few different things that you need to first reflect on, and then we're going to get into locating that best market. The first thing you need to really reflect on is knowledge. Every single thing that you do in the tax sell business boils down to this. If you don't know what you're doing, you're going to waste your money, you're going to waste your time, and you're going to fail miserably. Luckily, however, if you're the type of person that's watching this video or listening to this podcast, hopefully you're also the type of person that's going to put forth the necessary effort to learn what they're doing before they go out there and just start throwing money into the wind. But I really want you to take this seriously. Few people understand this like I do because I'm the tax sell guy, right? I get the sob stories daily from people who went out and bought something that they should not have purchased and they realize it quickly thereafter. And once they realize it, they go online and they search tax deed training and they find me. And then they send me an email or a message asking me how they can get their life savings back out from the house that they bought that has now been torn down or what they can do to fight the six-figure lawsuit that has now been filed against them. I see this daily. And I know it happens more than what I see because a lot of people don't contact me, of course, but educating yourself is the catalyst to success in this business. The more you learn, the more you will earn. And in this business, if your baseline knowledge is lower than it should be, it's going to be a very rough ride. All right, let's talk about budget now. Many people say don't invest what you can't afford to lose. The truth here is this is not gambling. We're not putting all of our money on black and hoping that the roulette wheel hits it. We're not buying speculative penny stocks. And you will not lose money if, and that is one gigantic, massive if, you know what you are doing. If you're starting off here with less than, say, $1,000, you're going to be limited to some tax liens, perhaps maybe some OTC tax deeds, and possibly a deed here or there at a rural tax sale your budget is certainly going to be a limiting factor towards those types of properties. So keep those types of properties in mind. Now, if you have a larger budget, of course, you have more options. Eventually, depending on the size of your budget, you're going to get into a situation where you need to pick out the best investments for you that will provide the best returns based on your objectives that we're going to continue to discuss. This is going to make sense as we start moving forward. The next one is what is your ideal holding period? Do you need to flip the property as fast as humanly possible so you can limit your holding time, reuse your capital, or for some sort of other reason? If so, you need to understand that your target audience is likely going to be investors. This means you will not get top dollar, so keep that in mind. But if you're willing to hold the property for a longer term, you might be able to get more money out of the property. But it'll also usually require you to clear the title, which takes time and money, of course. And you might even have to deal with end user type issues. For example, if you're selling a house to an end user, to an owner occupant who's going to live there and they're getting a mortgage, interest rates today hover around 8%. That means it's going to take longer to sell that property than it did a couple of years ago. So determine the holding period that you are comfortable with while understanding it's a trade-off when it comes to pros and cons. The next thing to consider is how much of a time commitment can you make? And this is a very important question as most people do not place an appropriate value on their time. Now, if you're fresh out of high school or college and you have lots of time on your hand and you are not making any money anywhere else, 
then this isn't much of a factor when you compare it to somebody that's a working corporate professional that has a 50 hour a week type job. The person that has all the time in the world to invest in this business has the ability to invest in many different markets, to travel if needed, and to play it as a true numbers game, going to hundreds of markets, picking out a few properties that make them a lot of money. Whereas the surgeon, wouldn't it be wise to take a week off of work to attend an auction where they might make a couple thousand dollars? Determining the amount of time that you can allocate to this business is crucial as it'll help direct your investments as some markets, properties, and auctions are more time dependent than others. Now let's talk about your desired effort level. And this one, of course, goes along with time. Now understand, there's a baseline effort level required for this business. This is not a get rich by doing nothing, being lazy type of business, regardless of how the folks on TikTok want to promote it. This is a business that takes time and it takes effort to be successful. But there's a certain level that will be required for certain things. So for example, if you're remodeling houses, that's gonna require substantially more effort than the investor who is simply flipping deeds by signing a piece of paper away. If you're attending in-person only auctions, that's gonna require more time, more effort than the person who just bids online. If you're dealing with dilapidated properties or properties with lots and lots of issues, again, that's gonna require a much higher level of effort than somebody dealing with the vacant lots. So keep this in mind, as it's really gonna help you dictate what you should and should not be investing in as many areas are certainly effort intensive areas. All right, so with all these things in mind, how can you find the best tax sell market for you? Basically, you're starting off with 3,000 different markets in the United States. And it'll be up to you to dial these down to just a handful that you want to invest in while keeping in mind that you're going to need to go through this process on a somewhat regular basis because things do change both outside of your control, like the properties offered, times of the year, that kind of stuff. And inside your control, maybe your budget increases, maybe your time that you can put into this business increases. So keep that in mind. So are you interested in tax liens or tax deeds? The difference is potentially a shorter versus longer term holding period, which we discussed earlier. Liens will likely require substantially less work, but you're gonna make less money. Deeds require more work, since you must sell the property in order to realize your gains, but you will make more money potentially. Now you can visit the state guide that I provide everybody for free. There's a link in the notes of this episode. Once you have chosen whether you want to invest in liens or deeds, or maybe hybrid states, maybe it's a tax, redeemable tax deed state, whatever it is, you've cut out roughly half of the states or perhaps even a lot more. From here, let's figure out specific property types. Sure, if an opportunity is there, to get a house for $100 and you know everything's perfect with that house, then if you want to decide to take that house at that time, fantastic. But realistically, with your budget in mind, with your desired effort levels in mind, what type of properties can you invest in? And don't forget to factor in your time and everything else that we discussed as well. If you have $100, but you only want to invest in homes, you probably need to come up with more capital. It's as simple as that. Just remember that a vacant lot in a rural subdivision and a dilapidated home in the middle of an urban area are two completely different product types and require two completely approaches, likely that are put forth by two completely different investors. Your budget, of course, 
has to be factored in. I just mentioned that, but what are you comfortable investing in per property? $100, $500, $500,000, depending on your budget, you might limit yourself to specific markets. The investor who has $100 is likely going to need to look in the very rural areas. The investor with $500,000 might actually want to avoid those rural areas and instead choose to invest in more populated areas where there is more interest and more buyers moving into that area. The next thing to consider, the dates. Do you want to invest once a year or just go all in? Every single dollar you have that you're going to invest, you spend it in one day, like maybe a state like Oklahoma, right? Or do you want to invest maybe one quarter, maybe once a week? Every state has different lengths of time between auctions. Some states, yes, they're one time a year. But if you're in Florida, for example, you might get a shot at buying some tax deeds every other week, depending on the county you're at. So keep that in mind too, as you're doing your research of different states. At this point, based on your choice of an investment vehicle, based on your budget, your property types, and the dates the auctions are held, you hopefully have a decent idea of what state you want to invest in. From here, we're essentially going market to market now to vet each one to ensure it's worth our time. And this is where I'd get the pen and paper or the spreadsheet out. And again, remember, if you don't have a whole lot of money to start off with, you probably wanna start in the more rural areas. So your first market that you research should not be the largest county in the state. Start with the more rural areas. And of course then, like I was saying a minute ago, if you have half a million dollars and you wanna buy a very nice house, by all means, Maybe you don't start with the rural areas, so it just depends on where you're starting at when it comes with capital and all the other factors we've discussed up to this point. Now, what you wanna do is navigate to the county you're interested in investing in and take a peek at their upcoming tax sales. This is very, very easy to do. Pull up Google, type in the name of the state followed by county map. You know, if it's Tennessee, type in Tennessee county map and you'll find the names of the county. Then you go over and you search in Google, Jones County Tax Cell, and it'll likely point you in the right direction. Now, if they have an upcoming tax cell in the near future, you'll want to take a look at that list. What do you see on that list? If there's one property being offered, it's probably time to move on. Or if every property is in the same exact subdivision, figure out why. If every property is outside of your budget, Maybe it's time to move on while keeping this in mind as you locate a different market, maybe that is more or less populated or whatever it is. At this point, you're just making sure that there's a decent selection of properties that you might be interested in purchasing. After that, we're gonna kind of work backwards now. Find previous tax sale results. A lot of counties have these available as public records. It makes it very, very easy You simply click previous auction results and it shows you a PDF or an Excel file. If they do not have this information, get creative, put forth some effort, call the county, ask them how you can get a copy of the previous tax sale results. If you can't do that, maybe they say, we aren't gonna help you, maybe they don't answer the phone, whatever it is, put forth some more effort, go to the official records, do your own like little title search, search the county's name, search tax lien, search everything through official records to see what you can come up with. And eventually, if you dig deep enough, you're gonna find a bunch of transactions related to the tax sale. Now, for a lot of people, if you don't understand how to do this, that's why we have trainings on this type of stuff in the academy that'll teach you how to research titles. But regardless of how you get that information, 
find out what properties sold for in previous auctions. And you're gonna to want to have a sampling of four or five of those at a minimum. Then what you'll do is you will research those properties. Now, when you research those properties, maybe the auction was last year and perhaps the properties have since been resold already and immediately you'll know the kind of money people are making there and whether it's worthwhile or not. If it has not been resold, determine what that property is worth. Did they overpay? Did they underpay? What kind of deal did they get? Ask yourself, would you have purchased that property? And by the way, this goes to the very first point I made earlier. Knowledge is required to do all this. You need to know how to run comparable properties. You need to know how to research properties and all that kind of stuff, especially in an efficient manner as you vet the different markets. It's not as simple as logging online and saying, hey, go to this market and make tons of money. You actually have to work for it, do a little bit of research, because that's the way people are finding these honey hole type markets. So at this point, you've narrowed down the states, the markets, and you've researched your previous auction results, and you know what the margins are in that area. Now, if those margins are bad, and keep moving forward, scratch it out, move to other markets. If those margins are just eh, okay, or maybe very average, just make a note of it on your spreadsheet and perhaps check it again in the future. And of course, if those markets are very good or very, very profitable, those are the ones that you're gonna want to attend. And now you have provided yourself with every opportunity to find the best market for you. Of course, things do change between auctions, so you need to regularly go back through this process, adjust your criteria as needed, and continue to dial in that best market for you. It is a never-ending process and something I do at least once a year based on my own objectives, and you should as well. Hey, listen, I've got hours and hours of training for you for free on my podcast and my YouTube channel, and also I've created an in-depth training platform through the Cell Academy. So if you want the step-by-step -step most comprehensive training that I offer, you need to check out TaxCellAcademy.com. That's all I've got for you guys today. I truly hope this episode has helped you out. If it did, please do me a huge favor and leave me a positive review on whatever podcasting or video platform you're listening or watching us on right now. I don't charge a listing or membership fee or anything like that for these episodes, but your reviews mean a lot to us and might even serve to help pay it for somebody else who learns about this incredible business simply because you took just a second out of your day to tap that five-star review or leave a positive feedback comment. Hey, take care, folks, and make it a successful day. We'll see you next time right here on the Tax Sell Podcast. Bye-bye.